Frontline Studios in Ontario, Canada. I'm Skinny Stu. The co-host is Brandon Frisky, and this is the former Frontline Podcast. So uh, let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah. What are I we mean, talking about today, man? Well, I mean, I had I had an article pulled earlier. I about do. Some I fucking, see that. Uh, and Kansoff and Delta goings on. Now I don't know how much actual Kansoff it is. Right. So anyway, I took a brief look at it today. Yeah. And so the Canadian Special Forces involved in US military team accused of killing scores of innocent people in Iraq and Syria. Um so I don't know if you read the article. Did you read the whole yeah, thing? Yeah. And I then read it earlier. Um it's it's kind of interesting to me. I don't know what your take is on it. But uh, so basically, there was one person who was tasked with a 20-man team with Delta yep. back in 2015. Yeah. And then there was some other probably support or int or whatever Canadians that knew about different operations that were going on yep. within that same kind of special forces element. Yeah. Okay. And they were operating out of – they were fighting ISIS insurgents operating out of uh, herbal Iraq. All right. From so what I understand what was it called? Anvil. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was right here. I just saw it. It was a task force name. It was. Something it was. Anvil. It did have Anvil in it, and uh, Talon Anvil. Talon Anvil. That sounds really American, actually. It, Americans always get the fucking sweetest <laughs> fucking names. Not okay. Not true. When we first got overseas, the PPCLI guys we were ripping with. Yeah. Just came off of Operation Temus Prime. Temus Prime? Yeah. Not Optimus Prime, it was Temus Prime? Yeah, that's how they all said it. But when you wrote it down on paper, it was Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was fucking awesome. I was like, this is the coolest op I've ever heard of. All right, that was a good name. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one. No, but Talon Anvil, yeah. Totally yeah. American call yeah. sign for sure. Um, and, I, you know, I, and that's the, that's the name of the entire task force that was involved in this, right? Yeah. Or, or one team in an AO. What was the, um, it was like a Delta element. So it says in December, uh, oh, that was just the research that was done, but the reckless actions of talent, the talent anvil team, which operated from 2014 to 2019 alarmed members of the U S military and even the CIA. So basically, um, they conducted some um, uh, operations and December 2021, the New York Times revealed that Talon Anvil was responsible for launching tens of thousands of bombs and missiles against the Islamic State in Syria and Iraq. And the process killed hundreds of civilians. So we could talk a little bit about that before we go into the Canadian involvement. That one sentence takes two great turns. Like when you first started reading it and you were like tens of thousands of bombs on ISIS insurgents. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were like scores of civilians. Oh, no. <laughs> what have you done? For a brief moment, I was excited. Yes. Yeah, squash ISIS insurgents all day long. Yeah. I mean, what's the collateral damage? I mean, you know, you're, if you're going to go back and say, okay, well, you know, now we're finding out that there was, and I mean, it goes into it that there was like, you know, there was potentially people that were going to be, that were trying to leave, you know, maybe hiding in place or whatever. Yeah. Um, Hitting people while they're fleeing, especially if they're fucking innocent people is so gross, man. It is gross, but we both <laughs> have experience, as we were talking with before. Totally. About... Like being in firefights where you may not necessarily have, uh, I got to call it PID, but yeah, uh, positive identification. Yeah, positive identification. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times. Well, when you're dealing with insurgents, a lot of dudes will fucking crack some rounds off at you exactly. and stash a gun somewhere and run off and pretend to be blending in the regular population yeah and over time that can take a toll to where you get kind of desensitized and are like ah kind of i want to kill you so badly fuck everybody you're hiding behind well you had more experience with that than i did okay yeah i we got into some firefights but i would it always blew my mind how like you know there was there was very little eyes on (laughs) and a whole lot of rounds going in a direction yeah it might not necessarily be the right one. Yeah. Um, 
was were we in contact? Yes. Were we getting fired at? Yes. But you know, were there rounds that you couldn't really identify where they were going? Yeah. Guaranteed, because there was. It, it blew my mind the first time that I I heard a firefight with within a company uh, battle group because in Recce it was smaller. We were very like you know the whole goal of being recon is to not get contact. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then when we were attached to the battle group and we got into a contact, it was literally like, wow, like it just didn't stop. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm like, well, well, I just see dust now. So what, yeah, what are you shooting what are we at? Shooting exactly. at? <laughs> There's rounds coming in, but from where? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, all I'm getting at was this. Okay, it's those civilian casualties, but, you know, tens of thousands of... Uh, I think one of the one of the one of the most striking things about this news report to me is that they say that this individual team was responsible for eighty percent of the airstrikes that took place in that area during that time period. I'm like, I don't know, is it like that Chris Kyle thing where you're like, is he that greater a sniper than everybody else, or was he just taking a whole lot of shots that other people definitely wouldn't have taken? That's true. Right? Where you're like 80% of the bombs, dude. Was it really 80% hotter where you were fighting than every other guy in your team? Or were you just dropping bombs on every single thing that ever popped its head up at you? And that'll be where they go, okay, even if it wasn't, even if you could paint a picture that a person was scared and they were trying to stay alive and so they dropped a bomb close and maybe they accidentally hit some people. Or was it every time a round came in, you threw bombs kind of in that direction <laughs> and ended up hammering lots of civilians? I think that's where the case will. My, but my outside of all of that is really the the Kansoff connection right. that this There's, article throws in. Yeah, where it's not even completely proven that Kansoff was even involved in any of this. Right, there was one attachment. Yeah, um, and then there was some people that were. Aware, they were briefed on the missions, right? So not briefed necessarily by American there. forces who were in charge, who were in charge of the investigations exactly. afterwards. Yeah, who were running the AO. When I read this article, that was one of the, basically the first thing that came to my mind. If they were briefed on it, they have no say. No, they're they're not. They can't say like you you can't drop bombs there. No, because we're a like you know the canadian forces basically besides csor and the special forces they do have a lot of respect for that but canadian forces working in a in a usao like you're not going to uh have any say what's going on whatsoever no no and you're not going to burn bridges with americans oh, of course guess not. what we can't operate in that ao without them so no. You, you take the Americans out of that conflict and say, Canada, go. And we say, no, nah. <laughs> we're uh, good. What? No, no, that's okay. I'm going to go back to cap. Oh, sorry. I just using that as an example. Yeah. We're like attachments and detachments yeah. to the American forces. Um, so, so, yeah. That, that's the part that gets me is that the National Post puts this up as a headline. Like the Canadian special forces have something to do. With this fucking investigation that the Americans are doing into, I mean, huge amounts of civilian casualties if the stuff that they're saying is true. But how do you believe the stuff that they're saying is true when they've in they've they've included a Canadian, a small Canadian debt in their assessment of this situation that by the end of the article, you're like, oh, they were basically a non-factor. Yeah. And so I'm like, how do I then say put any credibility on the fact that you're saying all of these civilians were dead? Yeah. Are you just blowing those numbers up like you kind of implicated a Canadian for no reason? Just to make headlines so we'll read it and talk about it on our podcast. Possibly. You fucking losers. But they succeeded. Oh, they totally did. <laughs> totally did. Here we are dissecting the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> these motherfuckers. Oh, well, you know. As we spoke with about uh, spoke about our last podcast, is there's not a lot of information coming out about our Canadian military, so we got to you know try and find what we can. Yeah. So in this article, it does say it was one Canadian special forces special uh, special forces soldier was part of the 20 member team in 2015, while other Canadian military personnel played a supporting role or were briefed on its activities. So. I mean, one even in 2015 to have one person in a 20 man. Yeah. Like organization. And what was he, the leader of the organization? Well, of course not. Like what say is he? He's like, like, you know, some attachment, probably like, you know, 
to 20 Delta guys who are barely letting him hang out with them. Yeah. He's coming in to see how they kind of do their or their actions on in this theater. Yeah. And it's like, and what do you think these Delta guys actually have to ex- disclose to foreign for- forces of their operations? Exactly what you need to know as a dude on the ground. Yeah. Everything outside of that, fuck off, bro. You're one dude from Canada. Go somewhere else. I remember there was a guy that we worked with in the Canadian Armed Forces, and he was a uh, um, he had dual citizenship, and he was in the American Army, and then he came over and he joined the Canadian Army. And part of that reason was because in order for him to go past the rank of whatever it was equivalent to corporal, uh, something five or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he had to, um, basically give up his Canadian citizenship. And so you think that, you know, these Delta guys are going to be, you know, divulging all of their information to the one Canadian that's joining their group. No, 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 no. So I mean, (laughs) yeah, there's brotherhood and, you know, there's there's people that you can trust and there's those are the guys that you go through everything with. Yeah. So to have one guy kind of come in as an attachment, you're going to be like, all right, well, you know, so walk at the back and just like keep your distance. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just do what you're told. Man, yeah. And we won't leave you back to the camp. So, you know, it's an interesting article. Um, looks like, you know, there might have been there. There is definitely some civilians that were killed in a like war torn area. <laughs> I challenge anyone to find me a war where civilians aren't killed. Ah, well, that's show what I'm me, saying. Show me one and my heart will bleed for the others. But that's not what war is. No, exactly. <laughs> like you As know, much as you try, man, it's not what war is. It happened everywhere. You know, there was how many civilians in Afghanistan and stuff like that. You know, would you come, would you see coming in with like injuries from different yeah. You know, attacks and stuff like that. It's like, okay, well, we take care of you and stuff like that. But. And we tried hard and we tried a lot fucking harder yeah. than the bad dudes did to oh, victimize the public. Yeah. And they were just extorting people and killing people's family members and digging bombs into roads that'll be there for kids to step on forever. Mm-hmm. It's, we, we, as fucking much as you want to point out, coalition forces did XYZ. I'm like, we did. Wars aren't all fucking sunshine and roses man no it's not a superhero movie you don't lower every casualty to the ground slowly and then fly off after the bad guy it's not fucking real (laughs) and i think in this in this article the the it's always a numbers game when it comes to articles too right so it said that there was what tens of thousands of bombs dropped i i Felt like it said something like a hundred and ten thousand airstrikes. Uh, or was it just ten thousand? Am I blowing stuff up? No, hold on. Uh, responsible for launching tens of thousands of bombs and missiles against the Islamic State in Syria and Iraq from 2014 to 2019. And so, which bombs I, I'm thinking the same thing probably that you are. And I mean, what bombs are we including? Is that like bombs and missiles? But it said it, that's the article. Are you talking Hellfire missiles? Because you 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 could launch a hundred of those in one engagement, and that's not insane. I mean, a couple rips of Apache missiles. Mm-hmm. And it says in the process, killing hundreds of civilians. So you're talking tens of thousands of bombs and missiles over five years. Yeah, and you know. Yes, hundreds of casualties is bad. Yeah, it's not ideal. But in the grand scheme of things, that's five years. That's 2,000 days how many of baddies, war. How many baddies did the rest of those missiles wipe off the planet? Yeah. How many people in that country's lives are better today? Yeah. Because a bunch of fucking asshole Taliban fucks or ISIS fucks got vaporized. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks. I mean, exactly. On <laughs> the other hand... Giving the numbers about how many, like, you know, how many bad guys were there, you know, how many, how many successful operations, like, took out some people who would have killed 10 times that amount of civilians over those five years. Absolutely. You're talking Delta Force. I'm positive they used these missiles on high value people who were moving big pieces in these areas. They don't do 20 man deaths roving around dropping bombs. No. And, you know, our, our... 
opinion is coming from a couple infantiers, right? Right. I'm a fucking ground level right. grunt man. I don't understand the SF. And our sympathies are may maybe less than most people who are like, oh, every civilian is worth fucking like it is priceless. Yeah. Um, where this isn't a zero sum game. No. So <laughs> um, we come from a background of like you know boots on the ground, and we've seen it, and we've done it, and we're we're there. So we we know that these things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we just yeah. have a more realistic picture of it. It's easy to be in the fucking Western world and oh, look yeah. in on all that stuff. Like, why aren't they humanitarian in X, Y, and Z? And yeah. I just am like, you fucking don't understand what a war is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're sitting in like the House of Commons and, and, you know, or, you know, you're a reporter who is looking through some war diaries that platoons kept and shit. Yeah. And, you know, looking at the outcomes of these investigations after operations are done years later. Yeah. Assessing and, it like they would be handling it as if they were sitting at their desk plotting out how to handle it. Yeah. And you're like, no, I didn't have that kind of time, man. It was handle it at the fastest way I can think of yeah. or everyone's dead. <laughs> So I think that there's uh, there's different ways that this can be looked at, and we're coming at it from a way that's probably, you know, maybe similar opinions of a lot of the people that, you know, would listen to us or, or listen to the podcast and stuff, but uh, maybe not necessarily the opinions of, you know, the bleeding heart liberals and stuff like that that seem to be um, more popular nowadays. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Even within the Canadian forces and, you know, yeah. purple hair, long purple hair, yeah. whatever. No, we were just talking the other day. I, well, it was another podcast. Yeah. But the, we were, our video was set up and uh, I didn't like how it turned out. The sound wasn't ideal. We were on a USB mic. The setup wasn't ideal. We oh, over, when we did that one? Yeah, we were oh, okay. over there. Oh, so none of that got done? Well, it's it's done, but I'm not airing it. Oh, okay. I don't really like it. Okay, cool. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't quality enough for me. But one of the conversations we had on that was the optics of the army right now. Yeah, and how when you look at the news and you look at media on on socials and stuff, you only really hear a bunch of negative shit about the yeah. Canadian forces. There's nobody out there telling you about. I mean, op reassurance is still going on. They're still training Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. There's still all kinds of cool Canadian forces shit going on. We're in something like 28 different countries right mm -hmm. now. You don't hear any of this in any of the media. What we hear is Canadian Special Forces soldier implicated in killing civilians with American Delta Force. And then when we read it, by the end of the article, basically the Canadian Special Forces soldier isn't implicated at all. And so here here we are after that conversation we had looking at articles where the news is just like, where can we find some place where soldiers are bad? <laughs> and, then, and then put it up for everybody to read. And then the Canadian Forces says nothing about any of it, kowtows to them, apologizes, changes a bunch of policies. And now nobody wants the fuck to be in the army. It's true. <laughs> yeah. The, the media and the way the, the government handles the media have put a nail in the coffin of Canadian forces recruitment because they just can't stop hyper-focusing on, we have to burn everyone for everything. Yeah. Always. It's crazy. There's, I mean, uh, I guess they, and I, well, I don't know. It's hard to even say, I want to say that, you know, when we got in, it was a different, obviously it was a different generation. We, we got in when, when the war was going on, yeah, we're post 9-11 global war on terror events. Yeah. yeah. So we wanted to go into the infantry and we wanted to do the job. Yeah. There was a war happening and yeah. we were like, we know we're going to fight this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, even I was on, I don't even know if you could call it Roto Zero of Op Reassurance. Okay. But in 2015, I was, or 2014, I was in. Uh, Poland and and out there and it was called Op Reassurance and that was basically a photo op. Right. You trained with Ukrainians, you were over there with Ukrainians, the you know, the politicians and the government and the military could say that the Canadian forces was over in Poland in order to uh, assist with whatever may happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it's changed over the years. 
Um, and it's been successful from what I've understood. I've listened yeah. to a lot of Ukrainians recently on uh, on YouTube and shit mm -hmm. talking about how the NATO training they got from these countries has been awesome. It's been a game changer. So, I mean, those are those are good, like, you know, images that the Canadian military should be showing. Yeah. Um, is there any is there really any public affairs for like the military, media, anything that would actually show a positive spin on the Canadian forces right now? Oh, my God. No. No, absolutely not. Well, we came. We, I mean, I grew up in southern Ontario. You grew up in a military community. But even back when I was, they want to talk about recruiting. They want to talk about the numbers being crap. Well, I didn't know anything about the military before I got it, before I got in. Yeah. Nobody in southern Ontario, nobody in these places where there isn't around a military base knows anything about the military. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they could care less. Absolutely. And nobody's doing anything to change that. No. No. You well, go to like huge events. There's always people at C&E and shit. What, a little like, stand on the side? Well, I feel like we went there once and took like some G-Wagons and shit. It oh, was yeah? just a little stand. We had some G-Wagons and some C6s or something. And yeah. And how many people in the military are from Toronto? Oh, no, not a lot. Not a lot. I know a handful. <laughs> I grew up in southern Ontario. Okay, so if you go by the population of the country, yeah, like, and how many oh. people are in Toronto, yeah. how, a, a third of the military should be from the Niagara region. That's true. And but nobody even knows it exists. No. 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 So, I mean, you're, especially now when, like you were saying, the optics for the Canadian military is like, okay, don't do anything wrong. And if you do, we're going to crucify you. So it doesn't really seem like, you know, it's the best place for me to go no. and well, <laughs> get into a career. And the way, the way the media is right now, if you came out as the Canadian forces and were like, just post these positive fucking things about us, you would get a story written overnight about how you were delusional and oblivious and ignoring the issues in the Canadian forces. I think the way the dialogue is set up right now, there's just always going to be a 50-50 opposition. So you start saying good shit in the media and the media will get attacked by people who are like, you don't care about racism. Mm -hmm. You don't care about sexual assault. You're just out here trying to paint a good picture of a thing where all this stuff is. Mm -hmm. It's like people want this zero-sum game, and it's not that. There's some of all of these things in everything, and just hyper-focusing on it isn't going to make it go away. <laughs> nope. So I want them to post positive stories, but it makes me sad because I think current country dialogue would just like – It'd devolve in the other direction right away, and they'd be like, you're a piece of shit. You yeah. don't care about fucking anything. And, you know, I can almost be the devil's advocate for saying, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, so, you know, right now in the world, if it's negative, if it, it's kind of like that car accident mentality, it's like, oh, okay, if this is if this is something bad that's happened, I'm going to click on it because yeah. I want to learn about it. Right? Totally. The old if it bleeds, it leads. Right. Theory, yeah. So in the same thing, what we're saying, it's like, oh, you know, there's all this negative stuff and everything else. Well, you know, there's that um, any um, good publicity or any bad publicity is still. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to fucking thousands of clicks on something that's negative for the Canadian forces or you put in a positive article and you get like a hundred clicks on it. Yeah. Because people will scroll right by. They'll of be like, course oh, they will. Good news. Everything's right in the world. And off they go. Cruise yeah. and cruise and cruise. And they're like, no, everything's fucking with the rightness in the world. How? How do I get it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's hard to say what the, you know, obviously you want to have a better public opinion for the canadian forces but is it is it beneficial for i'd love to see just some 50 50 maybe just some give me a couple <laughs> good stories with the, all of the negativity and sadness that you see everywhere media people mm -hmm. imagine working in the media what a sad goddamn time it would be do you just do they just like wash the ability to see good shit right out of your brain do you think i would think so family events and are just like look right past everything positive that's happening and are like Oh, Uncle Jerry's a racist. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'll, I'll. 
Uh, All they can see is the or the the negative. How do I make yeah. how do I make this fucking wicked family event? Um, Get clicks. Right? You got nine family members. They all did fucking amazing. And there's this huge Christmas dinner. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aunt Becky stole this turkey, though. It's pretty dry. <laughs> I'm going to go write a whole article about the dry turkey. Yeah. That I don't even think she paid for. Well, you know. And it now, turns out she did pay for it. I don't know. And you're I just whiny. <laughs> yeah, maybe the turkey. But I'm going through self-checkout and half the other shit ain't getting scanned. Right. Right. <laughs> Don't make enough money for that. No, man, dude, you're even freaking. I, I, it's it's just funny because I see a lot of things about the inflation and about how these groceries and stuff. Sorry, this is a different topic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wrap that up. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? Like, and you have jokes on different social media things. It's like, how much was that? I'll give it all that back to me. I'm going through self checkout. It doesn't cost that much over there. It's cheaper over there. <laughs> anyway, yes. There's as far as those uh, reporters and anybody who's who's making headlines and trying to trying to have their own job and everything else. Yeah. I mean, there is no positive articles anymore no. because nobody clicks on that shit. No, no, it's true. I mean, we can barely find anything positive to talk about. That's true. And so we're dwelling on some investigation <laughs> that happened um, about launching d- tens of thousands of bombs on innocent civilians. Right. <laughs> you know, we're not we're not looking at the other side where it says those tens of thousands of bombs. You know, where's the article that says those tens of thousands of bombs, you know, uh, killed this many uh, ISIS members and saved this many civilians and was all these operations were successful. Well, those aren't going to be on there. No, No. and they probably, I would imagine, went out and supported some conventional forces on the ground who wouldn't have been able to get out of situations if they hadn't been there to do that. So how many just ground force soldiers also did they save these bombs? It's, It's pretty, it's, I don't know, you know. It's the National Post. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, we're, we're only trying to find articles that are available. Yeah. And this is what the, the general public sees. Yeah. So when you're trying to find something, you know, positive or negative about the Canadian forces right now, it's really difficult unless you're just trying to look for some, like, sexual assault charges or something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, might, I might be able to dig real hard and find those articles, but it's not what everybody else is seeing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the positive stuff I see is from right from Canadian forces media. None of it is the actual, uh, well, and, and even it always has a, an undertone of also, we don't forget that this is happening. Mm. It's, it's always like positive story, also inclusivity. And, <laughs> and then a little bit of a positive story and also don't rape anybody. <laughs> and you're like, dude, could you guys just stop? We get it. Everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It is wild. It is wild. But it's a weird time in the army for sure. And just don't call each other by different call signs either. No, no, that was wild. Yep. That, that was, was on wild. the last one we did too. Fuck. And I still didn't look up what the fuck that call sign. <laughs> you trying to remember God, it right now? Yeah, I yeah. Keep, I'm, my brain is just hyper focused on remembering it now, but I don't it's so funny. I wish I remember what the call sign is. <laughs> People involved in that are gonna loathe me because I think it's hilarious, but who cares? Yeah. I it, it was made to be way more than it had to be. Yeah. Somebody should have grabbed those troops and pulled them aside and been like, listen, stop. <laughs> and then just gone back about business. Yes. Grab that girl. Listen, we sorted it. It's over. Stopped. Yeah. We got it ended. And for those of you who don't yeah. know, there was some, you know, um, disciplinary action taken uh, for some uh, pilots. Pilots. They were making fighter were they fighter pilots or chopper pilots? Somebody who has call signs. It was, yeah, well, I don't think we have fighter pilots in the Canadian forces. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, you are you fly a chopper, you, you know, you fly whatever aircraft it might be. Yeah. But you have call signs regardless. Yeah. If you're doing, you know, aerial teams or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, that somebody was using a derogatory call sign. Yeah. And the other guys got in the, in the chain. I guess, <laughs> I guess what happened was like, Oh God, you're going to own the story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I got to tell the people of the audience. Cause I was upset about it when the articles first came out. Cause I was just like, God damn it. 
what was the fucking call sign? I wanted to know so bad. I was just like, did you dig and find it? Oh yeah. They released an article like four days later that actually described the situation. And so what they said happened is somebody slept with somebody at the fighter unit. This, you can go back to season one of our podcast and, and find my opinion on fraternization. Oh yeah. Canadian forces. I'm sure we did an episode on that because I have wild opinions on that, but so there's fraternization going on within the unit and someone sleeps with someone and then they stop sleeping together and move on. But the one someone moves on into same sex relationships after being in this conventional relationship. And so I guess the call sign they gave to this pilot was in reference to his partner then jumping <laughs> ship after him to a same-sex relationship. And so everybody in the unit, I guess, was pretty aware of where this came from and why it was being said. And I, I don't remember what the fuck the call sign was. It was anyway. it was fighter jets. It was in Cold, uh, Cold Lake, Alberta. Yeah. Um, call. Oh, oh, wait. You got Armed it. Armed with the knowledge, RC. Assigned their colleague the call sign. It made me laugh. Fog. Fog? Yeah. This is an acronym for fuck, fuck a woman, a woman gay. Fuck, fuck a, a woman, woman gay. gay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. Fuck a woman gay. You know what, though? The f- like, I get why you can't have it as a call sign. I would have corrected it immediately. But if they I, made a fucking big deal about it. You know what happened with that? As I, I, I could probably, I would bet money on it, is the fact that. They're fighter pilots. And fog is an element that you see while you're in the f- fucking jet. Right. So I bet you everybody knew what that stood for, including the higher up in the chain of command. that let that go for a long, long time until the wrong person heard it right. and asked what that stood for. Yeah. Which they fog. never why, should have done. Why, why do you call him fog? Like, is his brain in the clouds? Or like, why do you call him fog? And it's like, oh, here's the story. Yeah. And that actually stands for fuck a woman gay. Yeah. And that's like, oh, my God, how could you let that go on? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And totally. then boom. <laughs> totally. Should have been corrected right away. Oh, well. I'm sure it was left too long. And, that was uh, that was a fucking good call sign. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think that anybody really took offense to it. I thought it, I thought it was real funny. <laughs> if I'm being honest, but I get why you would. Again, I get why you would correct it. I would have pulled those guys aside and been like, "Listen, not happening." Clearly, clearly, this girl's gonna feel away. So, so I would have just stomped it out right away. Was she? Was she a fighter pilot? Was she gonna be here in the call sign? I don't know. Inside jokes happen all the time in the military. Oh, they do. But as soon as you make it a call sign, it. it ceases to be an inside joke not necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that it's about her why are people so sensitive well i don't think it does but if <laughs> people are definitely gonna ask uh-huh. <laughs> right human curiosity you sure. can't write an acronym say it's your name and have people not go why <laughs> what's it mean yeah why yeah. do you spell fog like that yeah yeah <laughs> so i get it i would have laughed probably with them mm-hmm. and then been like now go and fix it we don't want everybody to be on a fucking gallows. Or yeah, anything. if you were their higher chain of command. Yeah. If you were one of the guys, you'd have oh. been like, oh. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm just yeah, hanging out. of course. I'm just hanging out and waiting for someone to get corrected. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have been laughing at the guy the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what else? There was, there was something else you wanted to talk about, wasn't there? What else? I don't know. We were talking about Dana White earlier. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, okay. They're yeah, going, outside of Army stuff. Outside of Army stuff and still got, kind of on the relation of, like, you know, men and women stuff. got Dana versus his wife. Yeah. And uh, what do you think? I mean, she that was a nice left hook, man. It's not like she doesn't watch fighting, clearly. That's... She, she, she can throw. That was, a good, that was a good shot. All right. So, all right. So, we're kind of Early on the same Early in the page. first, there was a... Uh, yeah. That was well, a good right. There is so much... Uh, like, okay, there's so much talk about equality and there's so much talk about, you know, men and women stuff and whatever. Yeah. There's talk about women fighting men in different, even different organizations. Yeah. Um, you know, whole trans argument of whether trans m- 
I don't know. Right, how, right. How we're, pre- we're pretending there's no differences in genders. Now, right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you have a, a man who transitions to a woman who can potentially fight against uh, cisgendered women. Yep. Um, but, uh, and and so, and that's allowed, I guess, now. Yep. And so I'm, so I'm just. So why not Dana versus his wife? What the problem is? I'm just in this <laughs> equality thing where every article that I've read, it starts off by saying Dana White strikes wife. Right. Oh, and then in the follow up of that, it says after yeah. she strikes him. The headline should read Dana White retaliates to wife's strike. What if, what if, okay, and, and you know what? In a different situation. It would be like, okay, like if Dana White, if Dana hit her first and she didn't hit him at all, clearly, clearly, you know, you know, I shouldn't hit women. But the only thing I can think of is Dana, Dana White and all these and all these people in this organization, they know how to strike people, to knock them out, to hurt them real, real, real bad. Yeah. That wasn't the, that wasn't the strike that I saw. No, no, it was a it was a limpy armed. He's just a really big dude. Yeah, man. I saw a woman smack her husband in the face, and then in maybe a little bit of alcohol related frustration, he smacked her back. Yeah, yep, that was. You shouldn't do it. I agree. Never. No. Yeah. Absolutely wrong. But if he would have had a closed fist and knocked her unconscious and put her in the hospital. Okay, you know what? Okay, Danny, you went too far. Yeah. But even with the even with the escalation of force that we've all been taught in the military, you need greater or lesser force when you're working with the public. Yeah. That's kind of what he did. And you try to tame your reactions, dude, but some part of human beings, when you strike them, there's an immediate thing that happens where you just want to retaliate, strike this oh, thing. Yeah. To, and it's a human instinct. It's yeah. not like it's when some part of provoking people is your responsibility. Well, it's also like. And he didn't like, I, I didn't see him fucking clobber her to the ground and then fucking stand over her freaking out or pace around like there was more violence no. coming or anything. There was one slap from him and she went down clearly because he's huge, but it almost looked like he immediately regretted it and kind of turned and tried to separate himself. When I watched the video, I was like, it didn't look like he was going for more violence. This didn't look like a violent outbursty person at his wife. It looked like a quick retaliatory like oh reflex reflex kind oh, of thing and then he was kind of like oh fuck damn it you yeah. just peaked that reflex because you smacked me <laughs> right and i'm and not here trying to be and i'm immediately regretting it yeah fuck but uh, you know on the on the same note it does it does kind of sound like we're justifying his actions no and which i'm not and i'm i'm, I'm not either but you know i don't agree the, with it at all in the day and age that we're in now where everybody's fighting about equality I think that the headline should be Dana White retaliates after wife strikes, smacks his wife, whatever. But that doesn't get the headlines. Which, that doesn't get the clicks. And what stuff shocked like that. me is the kind of circles day Dana rolls in mm-hmm. that he didn't immediately catch hands. Oh yeah, that's true. To be in to be in that crowded spot where he almost had to move people to get that arm all the way back to swing it. Yeah. And then you smack your wife in the face as that big a dude and nobody just, I mean, reflexes if I watch a dude smack his wife in a little crowded spot. That's smacking you, man. Yeah. I'm going to check you quick just to make sure you know you fucked up. However, (laughs) it is Dana White and he's probably in a circle of a bunch of like yes men who just kowtow, like bow down to his every want, need, desire, whatever. Right. Yes, he may have some peers and stuff like that that should have checked him. And, you know, whatever. Yeah. But clearly I feel like people happen. got between real quick, but nobody fucking really was like, I feel like I watch a dude hit his wife one time and he's very aware that I'm fucking not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> very aware. But he's probably also has like, you know, their futures in his hand too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cross the big man. Well, that's it, right? It's like. He's kind of the dawn of mm-hmm. MMA. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you watched it, but as, uh, you know, like Tulsa King or whatever. Yeah. Just kind of brings me back to like the the mafia. That Sylvester Stallone show. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. mafia style mentality. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the fucking leader of the family. 
can pretty like much respect. Pretty much do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Totally. So the only problem is now everything's on tape. Yeah. Not a problem. Sorry. Yeah. It does. It minimizes what can possibly happen, which is a good thing. But here's here's the part. Oh God. That. Here's oh God. the part of that situation that everybody will just dig a hole in their yard and bury their head over. It's what is it? That everybody was drunk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Dig up. Deniability. Oh, I. Everybody was drunk. I, was I would drunk. let everybody off with no charges. If I had my way, yeah. And you went to court over anything and said I was drunk, you would be off. I would let drunk people do whatever they want, because until we stop pretending like it's not booze, no. <laughs> society doesn't fix itself. That's true. Our society has this delusion. The amount of people that I see arguing about charges, and I'm like, wait, you were both drunk? Yep. Uh, well, this argument's stupid then. Nobody was being Ooh. rational. You were both out of your minds. I wouldn't actually hear any of this in court. You're both free to go. Whatever happened to anybody while you're drunk, have fun. See ya. That's only if both <laughs> or parties... Or charge everybody. That's only if both parties are drunk, though. Yeah. Because, like, in situations where for, like, drinking and driving, it's a whole other topic and stuff like that, but only one person's drunk. Yeah. So yes, do you yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. do you not charge that one person because he was drunk and he didn't know what he was doing, but he fucked up somebody else's vehicle or hurt somebody or whatever? Like, I yeah, I mean, should I should that brings a whole another topic? Should alcohol even should even be allowed to have it? go back to prohibition? I don't think prohibiting it is good, but I think regulating it better than we do would be solid. I think we really trivialize it a lot. Oh, it's encouraged in some yeah. place. I mean, freak, I, we both grew up and you're a generation before me because your father and your uncles and stuff like that. But then even when we were in the military, like alcohol was basically pushed on you in a lot of different events. Right. And it's like, okay. Especially when you had every other substance on the planet outlawed. Yeah. And so this was the option. Yep, go out, get drunk, and support each other when you fucking when you're all blackout drunk. Yeah, this is a freaking bonding experience. Yeah, everybody expected it to happen in basic training. Everybody expected it to happen throughout your career and stuff like that. You're all gonna go out. You're gonna get in fights. You're gonna get. Yeah. You're gonna kind of crawl your way back to whether you're in the shacks or whether you're in wherever you're staying. Yeah, and now you have a something that you connect with uh, with your peers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's not never good. No, I would no. say it, it. I think if you look at criminal court and shit and took some stats, you would find that probably 80 percent of violence is committed by drunk people against other drunk people or against random people that just yeah. fell victim to drunk people. Mm -hmm. I would bet most sexual assaults or either one or two parties are completely intoxicated. Yeah. I think there's just heaps and heaps of crime that weighs down our system that just doesn't happen if people aren't wasted. The stuff I see people do when they're hammered. I, I mean, this is stuff that schizophrenic people do on the regular. You don't see yeah. normal people doing any of this drunk people shit in their day-to-day goings-on. But for whatever reason, we all giggle, pretend it's cute, and then keep selling this shit so they can go home and beat their wives and molest their daughters. It's fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's almost, it's almost like uh, it's a perpetual cycle because, okay, so if you think about it, the government has legalized. This is just in Canada. Yeah, yeah. But so the government legalizes this substance, which they know is going to create issues. Yeah. They get wicked, you know, kickbacks. Yeah. Because of taxes and everything else. Once those problems happen, now then it goes to the courts. Okay. That's creating a whole nother job now thing. a new economy. A new economy. Right. Plus, do, do enough bad stuff, then you're going to jail. Okay. More. There's, there's another economy. More goes back, right? Okay. Get out. These people don't stop. 
they're going right back to the liquor store or the beer store. Absolutely. Picking up more and starting to cycle over again. Absolutely. Because you can't even, like, limit the people who are doing it wrong. After you get a certain amount of alcohol, like, you have to show ID to get booze. Yeah. So why on your driver's license aren't they scanning your ID at the liquor store? And when it comes up, this person was charged of a violent liquor assault. <laughs> then, they don't sell you fucking liquor. And because, then if you get caught doing drunk stuff, they just immediately quadruple your sentence. You weren't even supposed to have that. Now you have a banned substance for you, and you did this crime. But you're not. But lock you in a hole. People will rethink drinking real fast if they can get out of their mind, and it's not cute. It's going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We just anyway. basically outlawed drinking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Talking about. I, I think it should away. be restricted way more than it is. Because in situations like that, I just forgive everybody. I'm like, nope, you were all drunk. Nobody's at fault. Yeah. I would go, no fault for drunk people. And then see where the world thinks about drinking now. Now it's a problem. Now you want to regulate it because now nobody's at fault when they're out of their mind. Because in any other situation, if somebody's out of their mind, we wouldn't hold them at fault. True. But for some reason, when you're drunk, you throw alcohol in, yeah. you get a free pass. Yeah. You're allowed to be out of your And mind. everybody knows that it all it, it you know clouds your judgment and yeah. you make poor decisions when you're drinking. Yeah. And uh, the stats on assault and sexual assault and rape, they aren't hard to find. They're on the internet. Yeah. And guess what? 80% booze fuel. Oh, I would I would have even went higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a majority yeah. is just alcohol fueled. And we're like, yeah, just put your fingers in your ears. Everybody come on the Coors Light Bus. <laughs> sure, man. Yep. Sure. This is a solid plan. Oh. Well, okay. So getting back to our original, or not original, but where that alcohol started from. Yeah. Forgiving everybody. But now I do have one question that went through my mind, and that was they're in Mexico. Oh, shit. So. So do they get charged? If Mexico there was course. any charges late. Right. First of all. Who would get oh. who would get charged because is it gonna be the white? Mexicans Mexican cops will ex of course. extort Canadian tourists for twenty dollars and beyond with their day. I'm sure yeah. Dana will just buy his way home. Well that's what I'm thinking, right? But <laughs> it is it is on TV. But they're in Mexico, right? So, you know, they could potentially make an or, or you know, make an example of him and stuff like that. But she hit him first. Yeah. He hit her back. So who's getting charged? Right. Like, would she get charged and he get charged? Does it come back and now they have a, a like, could the Crown charge both of them? Because that's, I think, what happens in domestics. I don't know, personally. I don't know either. I don't but, know about American stuff. But because both, you you have, I think you could both press charges on each other. Yeah. Um, I think it was in a, honestly, um, the reason why I'm thinking about this, it was on the one of the episodes of Yellowstone. And... That the daughter gets into a fight. Beth, I think her name is. Yeah, yeah. At the bar. And Beth, Beth is amazing. I love Beth. <laughs> Some people are getting sick of her because her her character hasn't changed at all. No, no, she's <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> yeah. But she gets into a fight at the bar. And then what's his name? Uh, the fucking asshole, fucking creepy brother. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, the politician one. Yeah. Um, uh, he comes in, kind of gets her out of jail and stuff like that by saying like, okay, well, you know, you did instigate this fight and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to charge you with this and this and this and this yeah. if you charge her. So technically she hit Dana first. Yeah. So she could, she would be charged with battery and yeah. he would be charged with battery. So it's either you drop both or you charge both. Yeah. I mean, the penalties offset first down. I think so. That's what it is. <laughs> Repeat first down. Yep. Yep. And the wife came to like the wife came to his defense or whatever. Like they she's I think she's made a statement. I haven't seen it because it's not Dana White. Yeah, <laughs> so right. It's so not on cares. Yeah, it's not on social media all over the place. Like, Whose career do we end if we air this? <laughs> Nobody. No. Oh, this is this is defending. Oh, this is coming to his his rescue or whatever sorry sweetheart we already decided he's a woman oh yeah no we're we're gonna create these opinions that whether people are either gonna be for it against it or whatever and then we're going to just die with this one or die with this one and then see what happens yeah not not only that now that you are defending your husband in this situation we're gonna just tell the public that you have stockholm syndrome and you're actually beaten so bad that you enjoy it 
And so this abusive human just has you captive. Wait for those stories. Well, it's already, I think it's already came out that, uh, this was a one time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, if it wasn't, I'm pretty sure she would be walking around black and blue. So, oh my God. (laughs) If, uh, I'm sure it wasn't also, I just think the media will paint that. Of course. But I'm just saying if Johnny Depp could beat whatever her name to the point where, you know, she's got PTSD and all these other issues. What's her Amber Heard? Yeah. Like, and Johnny Depp is about a third of the size of Dana White. Yeah. So, I mean, if Dana White ever tried to hit somebody. Oh. And I he mean, hangs out with fighters. I'm yeah. sure Dana White trains. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he does too. He knows and how I mean, to hit, man. Yeah. He's just like Joe Rogan where, you know, he doesn't fight, yeah. but he's in that. There's some people you could say, that person punched me in the face. And if there's nothing wrong with your face, I know you're lying. Yeah. I'm just like, that person can hit. Yeah. I don't think you understand what would happen to you if that actually happened. Yeah. I've seen those videos of Joe Rogan kicking. I'd rather get punched in the face, I think. Yeah. <laughs> don't Just don't kick me. Right? <laughs> yep. Anyway, yeah. Fucking uh, Dana. I don't think there was anything else. Not really. I mean. Well, nothing pressing, man. No. Um, nothing that we can go on a tangent about for another half an hour or so. Um, nothing. No, nothing crazy, man. No. Well. That was about it. Fucking. Yeah, I guess we just hit it. We say bye to everybody. Hey, see you later, guys. Later, guys. Thanks for tuning in, man. We'll see you. We have more cool guests coming up in the next couple weeks. Thanks for watching us. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in, folks. That was the Former Frontline Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Former Frontline. You can find us on YouTube at Former Frontline. You can hit us up in our email, formerfrontline at gmail.com. We love to hear from everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.